So, it is with great pleasure that I present the Inventor of the Year Award to Professor Wayne Zelinsky. Wait till you see the new towns of tomorrow. Spaceship Earth glows with billions of interactions, carrying news and information at the very speed of light. I had the best nickname for it, though. What was that? Stupid Judy. So when you hear the words, go for launch, you'll definitely want to hang out. W, w Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 455, and I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience the next time you go to the parks, but more importantly, I wanna help bring you a little bit of Disney magic when you can't get there as often as you like with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts every Wednesday night on Facebook, books, audio tours, special events, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. From the memorable to the unique to the breathtaking and more, this week we're going to look at, no pun intended, our top 10 views in Walt Disney World. And along the way, we're going to take you not only to some familiar locations, but hopefully some places you may have never been before. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information about upcoming events, meet to the month, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WWE Radio Show. If I ask you to close your eyes and think of Walt Disney World, please, not while you're driving, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Is it the vision of an attraction, memories of your family at the park? Or what if I asked you instead maybe to envision the most beautiful vista you can imagine at Walt Disney World? Then what is it that you see in your mind's eye? And that single question really sort of sparked the idea for this week's show because we're going to look at literally and figuratively our top 10 views in Walt Disney World because when I close my eyes and I think of Disney I have to quickly reopen them again because visions of Tim Foster skipping down Main Street USA dressed like Lampy from the 1977 Pete's Dragon movie flood my mind and scare me horribly nevertheless I want to welcome him to the show anyway <laughs> We weren't going to speak about that, I thought agree. <laughs> and that wasn't even Halloween. That was just a bad Saturday for you. <laughs> That's just so. <laughs> my everyday go-to. Uh, so I think this is really interesting. And again, the, the disclaimer is that we do not talk about this. No idea. No idea. So I, I want to sort of preface this segment a little bit because I know you love this. <laughs> why, when, why, I, why? <laughs> when I bring in my rules and my codicils yeah. because – well, the question I have for you, uh, it's somewhat rhetorical, is, you know, what is a view, right? It's what you see from from where you see it. And when I was thinking about this, 
I'm going to tell you what this was not to me, right? It's not sort of, it's not the simple things you see. And I know when I, when I say the, your views, I don't mean, oh, that first sight of the welcome sign or that, 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 you know, the first time you see Cinderella Castle or your server bringing your entree to your table. Not those those sites that get you very excited. Uh, I also didn't specifically think about this in terms of fireworks viewing because I think that's a, a separate topic for another day. Um, I didn't think of this in terms of, um, for lack of a better word, wow moments um, because actually we covered that on uh, a previous show. So when I said, and I think the, the wow moments was show number 269, it'll be interesting to see how many of these actually overlap. So little Timmy Foster, when you heard me say, we're going to do our top 10 views in Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. what did that mean to you? It meant every single thing you just said was against the rules. So good night, everybody. I'm done. So, thanks for playing. Well, but listen, if is that what it meant? I mean, are those the things that you thought about? No, actually, I, I was. I I had the same thought you did of uh, not doing the 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 go to obvious ones and trying to peel peel the layers of the onion back, as you're fond of saying. I like and, that. Uh, going like a that. little deeper. So yeah, I think I think we were actually on sort of the same page here. I will be That's curious kind of to amazing. see. I'm going to write this. Well, down. listen, we haven't actually started going through the list yet. So no, we'll see. True, so. <laughs> and I think it actually it scares me more when we have a lot of things uh, that are similar on our lists. So hopefully oh. they are very disparate. And of course, ten you know does not mean ten because as I sort of quickly brain dumped. I stopped myself at about 11 of my okay, own. Wait, I got so. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Wow. 13, Look at you. 14. Breaking the rules. <laughs> Just no, like- and, there's, and I know there's a bunch that we're gonna, you're going to talk about that I will have no idea what you're talking about for reasons we'll get into. Scared of heights. Go from there. So Interesting. Interesting. Well, listen, because I, I do believe in cool. um, in guests and age first, I'm going to let you uh, kick off the list. Oh, great. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Go with me here, people. Go with me. <laughs> no, that was first me doing thing, <laughs> <laughs> the, the first thing I thought that came to mind was, um, well, I had the same thought you did. I, I didn't want to do like, you know, first View of the castle, castle and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I did think of castles, and I had a thought, and this is something I I actually forgot about till you mentioned views, and this uh, reminded me of this. Um, on Splash Mountain, I'm going to do a double mountain or a, a double <laughs> castle dose of goodness here. So these are brief moments. I don't even know if I'd qualify them as views so much, but they're things to look for that most people don't notice because they got their eyes closed or they're scared to death or whatever, which in this case I'm not. So uh, when you get to the top of Splash Mountain, I was always uh, uh, happily surprised to see when I didn't have my eyes closed that you had a great view of Cinderella Castle before you took the plunge down into the Briar Patch, which I always like to share with everybody. When you get up there, Make sure you look and pay attention because there's actually a view there you don't get to see too often. Um, and the thing I noticed on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, a similar thing happens when you get to the top of its one of its drop-offs. You get a great view of the Beast Castle, 
which you don't really get from anywhere else too. So I thought they were that it was I don't know if they meant to do that for it was totally accidental, but I thought always thought it was so cool that you could had a great view of Cinderella Castle from Splash Mountain. Now you've got a great view of the Beast Castle from Seven Dwarves Mine Train. And oddly enough, that is the first thing I thought of when you said views. And it's a fleeting view. It lasts what half a second and then it's done. But there you go. So it. it's interesting uh, because I think it. I think it's it's neat that it's we sort of. It's not about the vista. It's not about the. It's. I, I went. I went out off. The, I well, I think it is. I think it is about the vista, and it's one that's obviously very unique because you can only get that angle. You can only have that that singular view and moment for a, a fleeting second, and I think that's part of what maybe makes that moment special. And so I think what is also interesting too, and and I'm actually curious. For you, the listener that's sort of sitting around the table with us as, as we talk about this, you know, what is sort of the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about that view? Because, look, for me, the view also involved the castle, but from a very, very different vantage point. And shocker of all shockers, it's going to be one that is accompanied by food. Because I think one of the most unique, spectacular, interesting, breathtaking um, memorable, romantic, keep, you know, the list goes on and on, views anywhere in Walt Disney World, including, and, and I want to add nostalgic to that as well, comes from the California Grill. Specifically, I don't necessarily even mean sitting at your table if you're fortunate enough to have one that is by the window overlooking the Magic Kingdom. But what I love is on one of those beautiful, Florida evenings when you can go outside on the balcony and you feel the breeze and the music is being piped in and you see the castle off in the distance changing color. Actually, I would even take this a couple of times. I would do this at dusk, which is my favorite time of day anywhere at any park. And then if and if you do a Lou Mangello type meal, you can be there for dusk and you'll still be eating by the time the fireworks go. Well, you know, four hours later, I once did a six and a half hour meal at California Grill. I kid you not. So you go outside at dusk and you have that that quiet moment overlooking the Magic Kingdom off in the distance and the Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay Lake. And then you go back outside. Usually I'd be on like the third course by then to watch Wishes from there and again if you happen to go during the right time of year and they've got the 360 degree fireworks the castle's changing color the music is being piped in that is such an exceptional quintessential memorable not just view but overall experience and 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 maybe if it our lists are sort of going to if you can capture that one moment you know, that that's very, very special for you or one that you would recommend to somebody that they would want to capture. That's what it would be for me. Wow. You you led with the big one right there. I didn't even talk about the food. Like, I mean, granted, I would have my plate outside with me, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you know how many times you promised me you're going to take me out to lunch or dinner next time I'm down there. Can you make that? The plan this time? Do you so? Would you like to have a little mini mancation, a a a bromance evening at the California Grill? A cool breeze, fireworks. I'm sold. We will make that happen. I'm done. We will make that happen. Nervous, but I'm. (laughs) So, um, you know, actually, the one 
one thing that was funny when I was doing this list, I kept putting down things that we've already talked about in different ways. And you kind of mentioned it, like wow moments. I kept writing a, a thing that I know, oh, wait, that was a wow moment. I actually wrote one we did on the very last show, which I took off the list. Oh, f- a fireworks cruise. That's my way of sneaking one in that doesn't <laughs> count. So, um, But speaking of boats, and I have talked about this before, but I do love this one just from a views you'll, you normally don't get to experience. And this is in World Showcase aboard the Friendship Boats. And I've I know I've mentioned this before and I've written about it before, but um, if you get the chance to take the boats uh, across World Showcase Lagoon, take them not just to get to the other side and save yourself some precious footsteps, but take them just to enjoy the ride as if it were an attraction in itself because, by gosh, they are. The the cool part is you, you will see the pavilions of World Showcase like – Obviously, you've never seen them before. From water level, from the vantage point of out in the lagoon, um, at a at a from a different perspective, you see from walking around. Um, and it's when you get out there, it's all of a sudden so peaceful and seemingly calm, even though there's a million people walking around World Showcase. But um, but the views, get your cameras out because you'll want to take pictures. But um, that's one of the things I. One of the hidden gems, I think, in World Showcase that you don't really think about is taking the friendship boats and thinking of it as an attraction. The views, can't see them from anywhere else, the way you can see them from there. I, I like that. And I almost put the boats... Um, in general. Too. In general, yeah, on the list because it, it is, you're right, You know, it, it is a unique view. And again, the time of day that you go and the type of experience that you have uh, is very much up to you and your budget and what you want to see and when you want to go from. Uh, one of my favorite things, and it it might have actually gone onto my list or would incorporate it into yours, was when Breathless used to be over um, by World Showcase, when you, could, you used to be able to take Breathless from the Yacht and Beach Club Marina. So, but I actually, um, so I, I'm sort of, in, you know what, I'm going to go. You're just in a quandary, in, I can tell. Well, because I want to go in order that they came to me. And I think this list is very subjective. These are sort of places that are maybe not necessarily the top 10 views, you know, that if, if, if we did survey says, but this is one that really comes to me, and I've talked about this over and over again on the show. It's one of my favorite locations anywhere in Walt Disney World, and I don't know what it is about this. It's not big. It's not expansive. Yes, it does happen to be uh, revolving around food, but that's you're, not... You're I mean, breaking a record tonight. <laughs> I mean, that's why I would be there, but it's not necessarily why uh, I, I love it. But I will tell you, uh, my mind, not necessarily my stomach, my mind went over to Katsura Grill in Japan. And Oh, okay. It's, you know, if you, if I was lost and you had to go looking for me, that would probably be one of the places I would tell you to look first. Um, I, I, I just, have found you sleeping there the next morning menu. Well, I, I, medically it's known as a food coma. Um, yeah. So it's not really necessarily yeah. sleeping, but um, I, I do. I, I love that location. Um, I, I love the bamboo and the lanterns and the waterfall and the koi pond. And I also love the fact that 
um, when I'm sitting there in the shade and I have that music surrounding me and, and I'm able to sort of look down from a distance at the promenade and watch people go by and just get a very scenic, panoramic, dimensional view of the World Showcase Lagoon. You've got Mitsukoshi and Tokyo dining off to the left. You've got the 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 pagoda in front of you. You've got the waterfall to the right. You've got the promenade and the lagoon and the Tori Gate off in the distance. It is very much picture perfect. And if I was a better photographer, I would illustrate exactly what I'm saying. But I can sit there and I have such a calm, peaceful sense of satisfaction and, and and relaxation when I'm sitting there. So it is a view coupled with all the things, coupled with the use of all the other senses. And I'm not necessarily talking about the sense of taste, but the, my, my what you see and what you hear um, and even what you feel in terms of the breeze back there. That really is one of my all-time favorite locations and views anywhere in Walt Disney World. I love it. I, I just changed my mind, too. I, I want to go there for dinner. Oh, good. That's a I lot less. Good. Go. Go. <laughs> That's much, much less expensive. So. Is that? Oh, yeah. although, like, I am a cheap date. So <laughs> I agree with you. That, I love that area. Um, you mentioned California Grill, though, and I was thinking of uh, views from the resorts. And going back to your original point, there's a lot of um, obvious ones that you can point to. And actually, one of the first that came to mind was the view of the similar to your California Grill, the view of the Magic Kingdom if you're staying on the park side of the Contemporary Tower, which is something everyone needs to experience. But I'm not going to go with that because that's too obvious. Sneaky. How was that? Mm. Um, but I was trying to think of, of um, pretty, mu- pretty much all of the resorts have wonderful views. But I tried to pick one that I wanted to put on my list and... I don't know if I'm going to surprise you with this one, but I'm going with the Dolphin Resort. That does surprise me. I don't disagree, but it, it surprises me. I say for two reasons because, well, <laughs> the first reason is um, I've enjoyed many of you from my room at the Dolphin when I've stayed there when you're facing Epcot and you can see – you overlook Crescent Lake. You can see Spaceship Earth in the distance. You can catch uh, part of Illuminations uh, if you happen to be in just the right place. And again, it's a wonderful place to sit out uh, as evening draws on and it starts to cool down. You feel the breeze. You can see all the lights and activity and the boats moving um, on Crescent Lake. And it's just – it's. Again, you you love Japan as one of your favorite places in Walt Disney World. The Epcot Resort area is one of my favorite places in Walt Disney World, and it's a it's it's a wonderful place to look and enjoy the whole vista. But the other part of the Dolphin that was cool, I had the privilege of going way up to the tippy top, almost, and standing out on one of the balconies, and the Dolphin being one of the tallest resorts there. The view and the vista from there was truly amazing. What what I was so amazed about was that from there, not you could see everything. You could see the animal kingdom, which I didn't even know. I thought it was like seventy five miles away from where I was. 
I, I never know where I am down there. But it's amazing uh, up that high how much you can see and um, like sort of flying in a balloon, which maybe you'll get to later. Um, you don't really ever get a – you're never that high anywhere that you can see that much of Walt Disney World in total. And it's a um, – I saw it from the Dolphin, so that's why it makes my list. So it's not – it's good for looking at Epcot up close and personal. It's also great for looking at Walt Disney World as a whole and seeing – and some of those other parks that are off in the distance too. I don't know what they are. But, <laughs> so, but there. So were you standing um, in the black square where the monorail is no, supposed to go through? <laughs> I was waiting for the monorail to show up. Yeah, I'll be waiting a long time. By the way, quick, quick aside, um, the live restaurant review I did where I really sort of wax poetic about Katsura Grill, I did a live review on show number 270 back in uh, 2012. Um, and as long as we're addressing the myths of Walt Disney World, show number 352, we did a top 10 myths Myth, myth, yes, of Walt Disney World back on show 352. Um, and by the way, it is not only one of, it is the tallest resort. Uh, the tallest, it is the tallest resort in Walt go. Disney World. Um, and that's the thing, man. I think that's one of the things that, that makes this list interesting is they're not just, I mean, look, obviously every view is unique, but some are and I know this doesn't make sense, some are more unique than others, and that is certainly one of them. And now you're making me think of something that I didn't have on my list that now I think I want to add to it. Okay. Curse you, Timmy Foster. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I'm tempted to go where you led me, but now it's just way too obvious, so I'm going to come back to that later on. Piggyback on that and then do your real one because we all know you cheat anyway, so... <laughs> but I don't want you to steal. <laughs> I'm afraid no, that you're going to steal. No, I want to hear. You've got... I'm salivating. I want to hear this one. Though. No, because you want me to do characters in flight now, and I don't want to do it now. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Please, I'm too scared to go up there. You tell us um, all about it. All right, so obviously characters in flight is... Um, for, for lack of a better word, it's the giant balloon in Disney Springs <laughs> that you can see. Look, you, you know, you have a view of that balloon from almost anywhere on property, but certainly it's something very different when you are 400 feet in the air in this hand-painted helium balloon covered with classic flying Disney characters. You want to talk about probably the most unique view that you will have of Walt Disney World. It, you know, and unlike the attractions, um, you know, unlike the attractions, this lasts about 10 minutes, unlike my meals, which last about six hours. But the thing that also makes this, I know it can't be more unique, but very unique is that the views here can be experienced in true 360 degrees. And you are not just seeing Disney Springs and the top of the Cirque du Soleil Theater, but you can see spaceship earth you can see so much of you know the 47 plus square miles that encompass walt disney world it really gives you an opportunity to appreciate just how massive and expansive this place is and undeveloped you know only about a quarter maybe now almost a third of the probably not even of the property has been developed you really sort of get a sense when you are 400 feet uh, up in the air. Um, if you have a hesitation or a fear of heights 
understand, and I don't need to sort of sell you on the fact that it's safe and it's cabled and tethered, but you're you're in a, a cage. You know, you can't, and you can't, your kids can't, you know, fall out or anything like that. But once you sort of, if you let yourself go and experience and, and enjoy the journey up and the time that you spend up there. Um, especially if you're a photographer or even a non-photographer that just has a, an iPhone, you get some incredible, memorable views. And just as a quick aside, you want to talk about unique views. How about unique venues? You can actually use this as a wedding space. No way. Yeah. Really? Now, granted, you know, my last name ends in a vowel, so I couldn't fit the 300 people that I had at my wedding <laughs> up on Characters of Flight. But if you want to do a vow renewal, if you want to get engaged, if you want to have a small wedding space, you actually can get married 400 feet. Oh, I should have saved this one for top 10 unique places to get married on property. I forget everything I just <laughs> said. Um, but it is. And if you've never done it before, I think it's still... But never got married on the balloon? Before. Correct. If you've... <laughs> but I think it's... Um... I think it's about $18 for adults, $12 for kids. I do believe they take um, annual pass discounts. I'm not really sure. But it is um, it is wonderful. It is breathtaking. It's obviously a different experience during the day than it is at, at sunset or, or in the evening. I think it's open. I think it's open till about midnight, too. So you can go pretty late, obviously, weather permitting. But it is definitely something you should do. I would not even say once. I would say more than once. That was wonderful. I'm glad you said that too, because I was always wondered what it was like up there. Have you? Would you ever have any to listen? Actually, yeah, I would like to go. Up you there. fly, I'll buy. I'll treat. Okay, all right, all right, deal. and we'll take a selfie from the top. <gasps> no, we'll do a live we'll do a broadcast. Live I will go live with Timmy Foster, weeping uncontrollably. <laughs> From 400 feet. Giggling, crying, From screaming. 400 feet above Disney Springs, it's Tim Foster. That's what we'll do. <clears throat> All right, well, that wasn't your real one, right? <laughs> that was. That was my real one. It oh, was oh. on my list. It was It was actually close to next on my list. Oh, okay. Well, then, then touche. All right, I'm going to switch gears on mine. So, you know, we went up way up in the clouds on the last one. The next one, I'm going way down to the ground. And... This is an attraction, I think an oft-overlooked attraction, and I know we've talked about this many times for various reasons, but um, I do recommend people go on this attraction for no other reason than you will get views of other attractions and the park that you cannot possibly get anywhere else, and I'm talking about the Liberty Square Riverboat. Wow. I just fell in love with you even a little bit more than I was before. Yes, you did. Um, yeah, again, you, you'll get views of – and pictures, photographers, get your cameras out. You will get views of the Haunted Mansion that – for one, that, that you'll, you'll never see. It's, it's When you're going to the Haunted Mansion, you're going through the queue, especially since it's covered. Um, it's really hard a lot of times to appreciate all the uh, – uh, I don't know what to say – all the attention to detail – and all the things that you can see on the actual mansion itself. Um, but if you're on the Liberty Square Riverbout, you get some spectacular views of it from the water, um, which, again, you'd never see at ground level or at park level. You know what I'm trying to say. But um, And it, same for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. You, you'll go right by uh, 
part of the track where it curves down and goes through the one of the caves in the mountain. Again, if you you won't see you can't see from walking around the park. You can only see it from the riverboat the riverboat, and not to mention Tom Sawyer Island itself and scenes that were purposely made to be seen from the riverboat. So um, I know it's an attraction a lot of people would skip over on their way to Splash Mountain or Thunder Mountain or Haunted Mansion, but if you have the opportunity, definitely take the time. You'll get some great views, and if nothing else, it is a great way to sit and relax for 20 minutes, half hour, and collect yourselves for an afternoon of fun and dining pleasure and whatever else Lou has in store for you. So this was almost on my list, but I sort of I, I went a little bit off. But I'm going to piggyback, and this is not going to count as mine, and so I'm going to disclaim no. this. Jeez, because I, I do agree, and I, I love the riverboat, not just necessarily for the story, but because of the views. But I actually went from from sea to land, but for the same reason. And I actually I went over to Tom Sawyer Island, mm. and specifically specifically. Aunt Polly's Dockside Inn. May you almost sort of rest in peace from what you were when I was a kid. But sitting on the the porch, the sort of the, the covered gazebo areas at the end of Aunt Polly's, and there's rocking chairs and there's chairs. And I think now the, the snack location is open seasonally. You have such unique and spectacular views of Frontierland and Liberty Square and the Haunted Mansion and I've actually gone there with with friends and because I can really tell the story of Liberty Square and the transition to Frontierland so well from that perspective you see the Haunted Mansion in a way that you cannot see anywhere else uh, I love watching the people go by. I love seeing, because I think, and it like from the riverboat, you really get a sense of what the, that that seaside colonial village and what that up and coming new frontier town really sort of, uh, what they look like, you know, sort of from a, a 30,000 foot view, if that makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. I want lemonade now. Do you want lemonade? I want lemonade. I like how you're getting more and more like me because it doesn't matter what we're talking about. You start to think about food. Well, I didn't eat dinner yet, so I've got an excuse. All right, as you said, that wasn't your real So one. that is not mine. That does not so count. Please, continue. Um, I'm going to go a little bit farther down my list because I think that I wanted to, to – mention a place that I think is beautiful, I think is overlooked, uh, I think is something that you have to make a little bit of an effort to get to. And I think it's a view that I would be comfortable describing as breathtaking. And that is not a word I use very often. Yes, when I see you off in a distance, Timmy Foster, you do sort of take my breath away. But... I think Victoria Gardens at the Canada Pavilion are breathtaking. Uh, I'm sure you know the story that they were inspired by the Bouchard Gardens of British Columbia. But I think here too, and I, and I mean this as a tribute and a nod and a, 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 an expression of love for the amazing Disney horticulture team. Because here 
they not only take inspirations from the Canadian landscape, and they, I think there's 150-some-odd-plus different rose bushes, but when you go, the displays will change depending on the season. So they might be red, white, and blue during one period of time. They might be more of reds and oranges and yellow another time of year. There's maple trees. But specifically, if you go down the walkway uh, to La Celia and actually sort of go deep into the pavilion where the rock waterfall is and don't look towards where the, the Martin Short showcase is, I want you to turn around and look and turn out towards um, the the promenade, you get such a one. You it's a transformative view in that you very quickly forget that you are in Central Florida, right? They do a, an amazing job, and I think there's there's a few locations on property that do this that transport you somewhere else. And I think this is one of the views that is worthy of being on this list because it does just that it brings the temperature down about 20 degrees but you see that little garden cottage off in the distance you see trees that just don't look as though they make sense being in florida you see these incredibly manicured gardens uh, and the rolling hills and the the lush greenery um, i think it is just it's an exceptional place to just go and wander and I think that view especially if you sort of make your way into by the rock waterfalls and look out towards the gardens I think is is absolutely I'm I'm making my legal argument as to why this should be on the list I don't quarrel with you at all I agree with you wholeheartedly who are you and what have you done with Tim Foster well, Tim Foster cheating because he actually had that on his list too. So. Oh, well, there you go. No, actually, I didn't have that. Uh, it's curious. I was saving this as a whatever throwaway go with me one, but I will mention I had Canada Pavilion on my list too, but not the gardens, but the uh, Rocky Mountain waterfall area. If you go up into the pavilion, up the stairs, and go up and wind your way down. Um, the view I had in mind was the view of the waterfall, which is, um, I don't know, it's so close and it's so powerful is the only word I can think of. Um, uh, but it, it, it's very impressive. And I, I love how they have uh, the trees going up smaller and smaller, doing the forced perspective trick to make the, them seem much larger than they were. But um yeah, that was, curiously, that was on my list too, but I was on the other end of the pavilion, not the end you were on. I so. see. I didn't think it would be on your. I, I thought after what we will only call the incident, yeah, you would never. Uh, yeah, I did, you know what? I went into this saying, I'm not going to bring it up. I won't bring it up. But you know, you there the, we were. The go ahead. There, so, there we were on a beautiful evening at Epcot. Three friends. It was you, me, and Glenn. Uh, yep. Wandering the cobblestone streets, you had eaten your the, day around World Showcase. We had, and you were come on, you were a little scared and yet impressed that a wee little man could do as much damage as I did. But there we were amidst the cobblestone streets of the Hotel du Canada, and sort of that this feeling that where we were in the in the city of Quebec, and there's mountains and and the colors and the, the hotel, and there it was, Illuminations was about to start. And you yelled at us for talking. Yep. yep. You have it on camera too, don't you? Or on tape. 
that's uh, on a very special episode of the WWE <laughs> Radio Show. We'll show maybe one day we'll show the tape of you yelling at me. Don't <laughs> talk during my moment. I'm trying to well up tears. I'm trying to get into it. But I think we were not only sort of talking about the story of Illuminations, but I think specifically the moment that you yelled at me for is I was comparing the Canadian Smarties to American <laughs> m You were talking about stale M&Ms and, oh, gosh, look up there. I bet they have controls for the lights there. What did you think? And shut up. Shut up. Right, that's all. I was going to be good, but you, you, you sorry. Broke. I know. I didn't, I didn't mean to open up that old wound. That's one of, that's one of my favorite stories. And it's your turn. That was my turn. I just gave that Victoria was, Gardens. That was your great vista, your great view of me yelling no, at you. No, my great view is Victoria Gardens. No, and I did. Oh, wait, I cheated. You, shocker. You did. Oh, wait. All right. I cheated and said Canada, and I didn't do a real one. So let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Boy, I'm running out of ones. Um, let's see. Um, all right, this is a this is a real quick one. I'm just going to throw it in there because um, I like it. But there's it, it's short and sweet. Um, similar to the Liberty Square Riverboat, which affords you views of the Haunted Mansion and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the likes of which you can't see from anywhere else. I encourage you, and this is one of my favorite spots to wander is the pathway that leads from Tomorrowland over to Fantasyland. Um, the one that nobody knows about. The one that winds off behind um, and near the train tracks. And speaking of train tracks, one of the great things about this path is you will get views of the train, which you cannot get anywhere else unless you lean over the rails at the Main Street station. Um, there's a long stretch where the trains, the train track comes down. If you see it heading towards you you can get wonderful pictures you can see the steam coming out of the engine if you you can wave to the engineer and he'll toot the horn for you hopefully um but it's an overlook spot not too many people go that way not too many people probably know about it but um so one it's a great place to walk because it's quiet but for the purposes of this show it'll give you great views of the may of the walt disney railroad train which you can't get anywhere else so I like it. Uh, again, I think it's one of those quiet spots to yeah, it's a quick one to wander. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm sort of back and forth between two, and I'm going to combine them as a single one. Huh. And maybe I sort of actually, I almost could have incorporated this into characters in flight. Um, you know, the score is eight to three now, right? In terms of what? Uh, how many you've thrown in there versus how many I've actually done? That's fine. Who cares? Nobody, nobody's Steps keeping score. Counting, so. I'm keeping score. <laughs> um, because I think about some of those, and maybe this is sort of hearkening back to those breathtaking wow moments. And I, and there's two that I think of. And, and maybe these are ones that not everybody can do because if you don't like heights or you don't like these attractions, you might not be able to experience them. But if you can, even once, I recommend. And, and the two that I would put on here is one riding Summit Plummet over at Disney's wow. Blizzard Beach. Timmy Foster is like, wow. Mangello, you are like Captain Insano. Madman. <laughs> look, it, it, so I just said that I don't use breathtaking a lot, and I'm going to say that the first time I went up there, I was like, yikes, Mangello, what did you get yourself into? Because <laughs> it's only 120 feet up, but it first of all, it's like, it's, like you have to work to get up there. Like you actually have to, have to walk up. Right. 
But when you get up there, you understand why it is, I think, the second, maybe the third tallest free fall slide in the world. I don't mean the Disney world. I mean, like, the world world. But while you're up there waiting, you know, to go down the top of Mount Gushmore, you can, like characters in flight and like the other attraction I'm going to mention, Expedition Everest, when you crest that hill, you can see for miles in every direction. And if you take the time, you can really see all four parks. You can, you know, you can spot the, you know, see if you can find the contemporary, see if you can spot some of the other hotels. You can spot the dolphin and Spaceship Earth. You know, when you ride something like Everest over and over again, it's one of those things that you should sort of distance yourself for a second from the attraction and enjoy the views. When you go to Summit Plummet and you've worked to get all the way up there, take a moment and enjoy that view that is so very unique. And like, again, Characters in Flight is one that's somewhat awe-inspiring and I think really gives you a sense of just how expansive and massive and what a technical and engineering marvel Walt Disney World is in and of itself. And I think I appreciate the park and the work that went into it in so many additional ways when I can view it from places like Summit Plummet or the crest, you know, or the, the, the incline of Expedition Everest. Wow, I could safely say I will never enjoy that view. <laughs> I uh, I'm I did not impressed you went you went down there. Listen, you did I, go down the slide, right? I, I went more than once because look, I, this okay. is this is my philosophy, not just in Disney World, but in life in, life. in general. Uh, I, I believe you need to, obviously within reason and legal bounds, you need to experience everything you can at least once. And I try, this is something, a lesson, Tim, I'm going to give you the same lesson that I try and give my kids and other kids. You can't say you don't necessarily like, if you have a fear of heights, I understand, obviously, if you have, you know, an inability to do something, uh, that's not what I'm talking about. But you, it's hard, you know, I teach my kids, don't say you don't like something if you haven't done it before. I would be remiss if I didn't go and experience every single thing I possibly could at Walt Disney World at least once. If I don't like it, I can at least say that I did it and I'm happy that I did Summit Plummet. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I've done some of the other things. So that's, again, if you don't have a fear of heights, I understand, but it is something that is, uh, it will make your heart race. It is, it is thrilling. I mean, I think that you hit speeds of almost 60 miles an hour and you really, I mean, granted, your eyes are closed, or at least my eyes are closed <laughs> the entire way down. But when you sort of get to the top and you sort of, pull yourself over that crest and make it down summit plummet. Um, it is a feeling unlike anything else. The atomic wedgie, you mean? <laughs> See, it's not the going up. It's the, the, the going, it's the going down. down. It's a problem with, yeah. So uh, listen, you got to rip off the bandaid, man. I will dude. I will go up there with you. I will hold your hand I, you, all the you, way up. You could, you could hold my hand and give me a, Bear hug is not going to matter. I'm the green, you're, so you will be not going to the uh, to the green I, slope I, at all. I don't. I don't see that one happening. The Tykes balloon, Peak. Tykes Peak is pretty much the extent no, of what. I will, uh, <laughs> no, I'll tell you. We, we used to. I used to take my daughter to River Country all the time when it was open, and they'd slide. I don't. Just, it could have been like five feet off the water, but that was too much for me. So. <laughs> 
yeah, no. But but this uh, your philosophy of having to do something once means you now will go on Stitch's Great Escape with me next time. Absolutely. For okay. you, right. anything, Timmy Foster. I'm just, I've been asking for years, but you know, <laughs> weren't you sneaking another one in on this one? I did. I snuck in Ex- Expedition Everest. Oh, you did. I did. You don't. You <laughs> you I don't pay you attention to anything that I say, yeah. do you? I actually thought I blacked out for two minutes. <laughs> Expedition Everest. So. You're um, holding on one. I hope you say, but I'm, I'm going to see if you get there. Hmm. I hope you're holding on to it. Uh, gosh, where am I going? Aren't we done, Dan? Aren't we done? To, Do you have any left? If you have any left, or you even got, to, well, they're, they're kind of. Let me see. Quick, if you have you honorable got, mentions, you, go ahead. Just this one. Well, here's. Uh, I'm just going to say this one, and this is me. I'm a broken record. I keep saying this over and over again. Where is my favorite place in all of Walt Disney World, Lumanjello? The Frontierland restrooms? That's exactly right. So next time you go there, my friends, make sure you go to the International Gateway of Epcot. Um, one of my, uh, as I've said a zillion times, one of my places to go, especially at night, is from the interna- International Gateway path to uh, the resort area. But in particular, when we're talking about views in this case, um, I would head to the bridge that goes over the canal and uh, facing either way, you have tremendous views. Um, again, especially at night from uh, facing the park, obviously, you can get a great view of illuminations uh, if you don't mind missing some of the stuff that happens on the water. Uh, I remember a few times standing there watching illuminations, though, but, and the funny part is there's that brief interlude before the finale, and I'm always surprised at how many people, I get, they're First time they've been there, they don't know. They see the, the, you know, the sky light up in uh, white with all the fireworks that go off at the end, and it stops. And we're on the bridge; we can't hear the music. We don't know what's going on. People turn, walk away, and I said, "No, no, 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 no! Come on back. There's more. There's more." And of course, the finale comes, and it's fantastic. But you get a great view from the bridge. Nobody's really there all the time, so it's not like you have to camp out there for half an hour. Uh, but again, at night, turn around, face the resort. Much like I was saying from the Dolphin, you'll get a great view of Crescent Lake and the resorts and the lights and the boats and all of the magic that is the Epcot Resort area that is near and dear to my heart. So You love that area so I much. I love You love you some Epcot. I love it. If only I could put the Japan Pavilion right smack on top of there, it would be perfect. I, I, I listen, I, I agree with you in terms of my love of Epcot, uh, and I'm going to quickly sneak one in and piggyback on yours, because the, the view in Epcot that, admittedly, because I'm local now, I have not experienced in years, and I think that you will inspire me to take a specific trip just to see this, because I think that when you approach Epcot on the monorail... That's on my and go to Timmy Foster's <laughs> list. <laughs> I thought you were almost. I apologize. I thought you were almost done. So that's actually one of the first times that's actually happened. But go ahead. Um, but I, but right. I mean, you talk about a, a, a view that is just spectacular um, as you you wind your way through Future World, and when you sort of crest, you know, as, as it turns the corner, and you've got that view out one window of of World Showcase Lagoon and the American Adventure off in the distance and Spaceship Earth and the fountain to your right and the beautiful, that that 
that carpet of flowers and, and the, the dancing fountains in front of the Imagination Pavilion, like that's Epcot, man. Like that gives me that warm and fuzzy type of feeling and puts that little seven-year-old kid smile on my face. Like I just think that is spectacular. Exclamation point. I was getting a little choked up there for a second. Loved it. Oh, you had you had me at monorail, so no agree. And at night and at Christmas. Come on. <laughs> I didn't mean to steal one. That's uh that's that no, doesn't that's, happen a lot. Congratulations. Wow. So since I stole that, do you have any more on your list? Uh well you know what? I'm gonna well, all right, let me do this. I have uh I have a few go with me here. So. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> but little ones. Uh, and I'm going to get them out of the way. And then I'll let you do the 37 ones that you have left on, left on your list. And I'm going to give you a hint on one I hope you do because I'm afraid you're not going to do it because you haven't done it yet. But um, you talked about the idea of when we talk about views that a lot of things that came to mind we also talked about as wow moments. So I kind of crossed paths there, and I had a couple that fell into both categories. So I'm just going to repeat them, short, sweet, but together. Um, one is, and I did this with my family one year. Um, if you're, don't do this yourself because you'll trip and fall. But if you're with somebody that hasn't been to the Magic Kingdom at Christmas, uh, lead them into Town Square on Main Street, off to the side. Walk to the front of the stores before they turn around. Have them close their eyes. Lead them out by the hand. Make sure you don't knock anybody over, trip over a curb. Let them open their eyes and see the castle and the dream lights. And jaws will drop. Tears will fall. And I've actually done that. So it's it's actually a really cool thing. So, um, And that's I was hesitant to put that on my list because that's more of a wow moment than a few. But I did it anyway. So, but but, and I think there is obviously crossover between views and yeah. and some of the the wow moments. Um, wait a minute, I'm done. Not done yet. Oh, sorry. Oh, hold, on. <laughs> hold on there, kiddo. See, uh, oh, here's another one. This is another close your eyes one. I might have mentioned this before, but I tell when I'm with someone on Spaceship Earth, when you come around the top, and uh, that lady says the thing about the our Spaceship Earth, <laughs> and. Slowly. You turn around and you start to descend. Uh, close your eyes. Count to 30 really slow and then open them and you'll be dazzled because at that point you'll be immersed in all the, the vertical lights that are just seem to go on forever around you. Um, when you. When you ease into them with your eyes open normally, it's cool enough. But if you close your eyes and open them and all of a sudden it's like you're in the middle of this galaxy far, far away, which is great. So that's my cheating one because that's kind of a wow moment. I actually I stopped listening because I got so quickly distracted because when you said close your eyes in my mind, I said and wish that Walter Cronkite was back. And then you said open them up and you'll be dazzled. I thought about you in like 80s bedazzled jeans, like short shorts walking through Epcot. And I can't get that image out of my head. Well, 80s heck, I'm wearing them right now. (laughs) They hold up well. Like um, all of your I'll, fashion choices do. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to leave with two. I'm going to leave with two things, and I'm going to throw you a softball. And I hope you catch <laughs> these. These last two. These aren't views that I've actually experienced. 
I don't think anyone can experience them except for a very few people, but I want to experience them. So I'm really cheating and putting them on this list because I've never seen them, but I imagine they're going to be great views. I want to see the view from the top of Cinderella Castle, Cinderella Castle that Tinkerbell gets to see every night before she flies down. I'd also love to see the view from the top of Spaceship Earth that I know Mickey Mouse saw because I saw him standing up there one time in a picture, and it must be spectacular. So those are two views I'd love to see, but I ain't flying down if, if anytime if, soon, and I can't climb up that high, so I'm not going to get there. If Jiminy Cricket appeared and can make one of those wishes come true, which would be the one oh. you would choose? Ah, the castle. Okay. Ah, the castle, of course. If Jiminy Cricket could actually fly me down with no fear, that would be pretty cool, too. So, <laughs> He's um, not Spirit Airlines. He's Jiminy Cricket. So. <laughs> all right. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna lead you into this one. So I have no idea where you're, where you're – right, I mean, unless it's, unless it's one yeah. of the things that's left on my list. Oh, well, no doubt it is. All right. I, will, I want you to talk about this view because I will never see it. I've been there. I can't see it. The only thing I see is a great view of the back of my eyelids because I'm scared to death because I'm 13 stories up in the air. Timmy Foster? Lou? Yes? Not, not on my list. Oh, get, really? <laughs> you get out. Not really? on my list. Put it on your list. The Talk Twilight Zone it. Tower of Terror Yeah. Um, was not on my list. Wow. It, it didn't even cross my mind, and possibly because it is such... A fleeting moment, right? Well, it's let, um, off with a fleeting one. I think it's a wow moment, right? Well, when you yeah. get to the top and those doors open and you get that very quick, uh, pun intended, lightning quick view of uh, Hollywood Studios. Uh, I, I think it's neat. I think there's so much going on and I think that you're so excited that you almost sort of, you know, you, you miss the view for a second. But it's not the, the thing that to me was my top view from that and I'm sure that is very high on other people's list because it is very impressive you can certainly only get it there etc cetera, etc cetera. well I'm sure it's impressive I've just never seen it so. um it, it was not on my list wow it was not wow. on my list um wow. because maybe right. maybe as I get closer to the ends of my lists um the the little boy in me comes out the nostalgic comes out the uh, the person who is so impressed at the engineering and imagineering feats that I am fortunate enough to to see. So I, I'm gonna you're gonna forgive how I'm gonna lump these in, but oh. you know I, I almost said that there is something about standing at the top of the train station and looking down main street USA and the people and the parade and the castle. I mean, that is the the quintessential view, right? I mean, I think for so many people, that's the view that when you close your eyes, your, your mind's eye might go to. Um, but I think, and I said this when I very first saw it and I still believe it to this day and to a certain degree, maybe it's a throwaway view for a lot of people. It's sort of just something you walk past or by or, or wait and see. But I think one of the most impressive views crafted by Imagineering is a recent addition to the parks. And it can be found in the Magic Kingdom, specifically in New Fantasyland. Because I think that when you stand on that arched bridge 
between Be Our Guest and The Mind Train, that is one of the singular most impressive views I think you will find in any Disney park anywhere that I've seen in person. Um, And the reason why I say that is not just because of the great use of forced perspective of Beast Castle, not just because I know that if I stand there, chances are I'm just steps away from eating at Be Our Guest, but I think it's one of those locations that, again, impresses me because it is transformative. You see the snow-capped mountains in the distance. You see these trees that have no place in central Florida. You hear the, the, the babbling brook and the river passing by and the rock work and the castle as you start to approach and get closer and you hear the birds and it all sort of very much ties into each other. And once again, at dusk, when you stand on that bridge, you know, that's, that's lantern lit and you see some of the trees. And even if you pay close attention, man, like some of the trees, you know, the evergreen trees are not full because it's winter time, And it looks as though that castle has been there for, for hundreds of years, not years and not just a few years. Um, and I think between the trees and the landscaping and the water and the sounds and the, the the castle off in the distance and the amazing rock work and stonework and paintwork, that to me is a is a place that you can specifically go to and stand and I think is is ridiculously impressive. Wow. That's all I got. Wow. That's all I got as well? Wow. So did you give me your? That's it. That wow. That's your commentary is 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 f- I'm fascinating. I'm on it tonight, my friend. Um, now the one thing I took out of that though, um, you you said when you get that little inner child inside of you. So what I'm seeing every day is like grown up Lumanja. No, I mean that's pretty much the only person that lives inside. All right, me. I, I this little child Lumanja. Listen, man, this is who I am. I, you know, I I not to quote Popeye, but I am who I am, and. You know, you I am playing. the I am always going to be and, and I hope that I will always be that seven year old kid that is amazed and impressed and still smiles when he sees the castle and picks up on the details and loves the stories and the sounds and all those different things because I appreciate the work that goes in to these places. And I will just leave you I will leave you with one last one and you know, in all the years and the hundreds, if not thousands of times, literally, that I have stepped foot into the parks, um, you know, when I go now, it's with friends and family, it's to eat, it's to eat, uh, it maybe is to do work for um, the show or to research something, and I, I don't ride a lot of attractions much anymore um sometimes i do if i go to visit or if i am with friends or family but i will tell you man there is still something about the wedway people mover slash tomorrowland transit authority which is a a must do for me because i think the views plural that you get from that attraction are and maybe because it's a combination of all the things, all the the pieces of the puzzle, all the different ingredients in the recipe put together, whether it's the sounds of Tomorrowland and the narration 
and the attractions that you go through or the views of the castle and the people below, whatever it is, man, there is still something special to me that puts a smile on my face uh, every single time I ride the TTA. I love that. You know what? I I did kind of lie. I did have that on my list too, but I didn't bring it up. But um, now I agree wholeheartedly. The one thing I th- th- I'll add to that is it also like some of the other things we've mentioned. It gives you views of, in this case, the castle that you don't really get to see from anywhere else. And it, it also brings to mind too this kind of a catch-all. Um, uh, just fireworks in general. I know you knocked it off the list when you started the show. Thanks because I want to talk about the, our top 10 places to watch fireworks. But, I think that's a different list. Well, okay. But I, I'll, I'll just mention this, that uh, it's – I'm not not talking about <laughs> just seeing the fireworks for the sake of seeing them or favorite places to see them. But when we talk about views and when you mentioned the TTA um, – what came to mind is when you get the fleeting view of the fireworks from an unusual location, which mm-hmm. is when it happens, it's something you, uh, you know, you go, wow, and you'll never forget it. And I've uh, been on the TTA when you happen to turn just at the right time, you catch some of the fireworks going off over the castle. Um, perhaps it's on a launch boat when you're going uh, from the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian at just the right time, you can see wishes going off. Um, the monorail, uh, if uh, again, you can see wishes or something. But it's those fleeting moments where you can see the fireworks uh, at a moment when you didn't really expect that kind of go on the list as great views. But they're also wow moments. But they're also great, great places to watch fireworks. <laughs> so that was a tricky one. So I'll use that again. I'm going to keep that one. Yeah. See that uh, – and, and I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but show number 269 is when we did – um, wow moments in uh, and we probably in... said that then too <laughs> <laughs> but see when you're on the TTA be sure to turn around and look at them. Yeah. well and I think look that's that's part of the things that we love that's why we keep going back because there's are these these things these experiences that we go back to because they're special to us they're memorable to us for whatever personal subjective reason that they might be they might spark a memory maybe they just make you feel good right maybe there's a top 10 maybe there's like a truth a, a top 10 feel good moments in Walt Disney World I, but mine would probably be all around be the time true. dad be sitting down right when they brought yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they bring my Cantonese lobster over that would probably be very <laughs> wait good. we need to make it a challenge for you top 10 feel good moments that do not involve food uh, listen man I will tell you that I, and, and you if, if you want to make me cry on the show that's probably going to be it because as I think yeah. right now I can I can spout off 10 all and right. all those moments are make- personal ones that that I experienced you know usually with with family or sometimes even um alone and it, right, maybe only seven maybe only seven have to do with food um, I hear you choking up right now I do I am man. I'm getting, I need I, we need to calm you down a little bit you're about- but but Timmy Foster I want to yeah. hear from the 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 person we haven't heard from yet the other person that's listening with us that's either saying oh man Timmy Foster I feel it brother or Lou Mangello you are a crazy person how did you leave blank off the list I would love from to hear from you now there's a lot of different ways 
you can chime in, whatever you're most comfortable with. You can go to the show notes over at www.radio.com. Leave a comment there. We'll keep an eye on the comments and, and respond there. You can go to facebook.com slash Lumangelo. Would love to have the conversation go there and share this with your friends. Ask them to weigh in. Or better yet, if you could muster it up, you call 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. I want to hear from you, right? We talk about these these views that, yes, in many cases may get you emotional, whether it's happy, whether it's choked up, whether it's, you know, thrilling, exciting, hungry, whatever those moments or might be. Or angry that people are talking behind <laughs> you. But I want to know what is for you. What's your, your favorite view in Walt Disney World? Um, you know, I didn't want to sort of make it, and I, I tried to sort of think about different ways, like, oh, if there's only... If you only have one last view of Disney, what would it be? Or, or what's that one view that makes you most happy? Or maybe it's something that makes you, you know, remember a special moment. It can be anything, but I want to know what that view is. And if you feel comfortable, tell me why. Tell me why that, that view is important or special or memorable or wow or whatever it is to you in whatever way. You can also tweet me at Lou Mangello again, whatever way you are most comfortable letting me know and then and only then <laughs> are you al- are you allowed to go <laughs> you can do this first you know you always you right, can go. do it first you can all do it right, first but right. you should do it after you let us know right. uh go over to celebrationspress.com and show timmy some love over there subscribe <laughs> to celebrations in digital or in print version and uh, i promise you will have some amazing views of what you see in the magazine as well. And Timmy Foster, man, one of my favorite views in Walt Disney World is when I see your geeky little smiling face as you rush towards me, arms open, asking me where we're going to go and eat. Oh, I love it. Wait, can I shameless plug right now? Of course you can. I'm going to anyway. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, Lou Mangiello. I think I did. <laughs> Our, I, I, you might be broadcasting this 10 months from now. I have no idea as we're recording. You, you have no idea how this podcast thing works, do you? <laughs> no. no. We're live, right? Yes. Well, yeah, to right. the people who are listening now, it's live to them. So technically, okay. yes. It's live to somebody. Um, as it stands today, as I sit in this chair, um, our next issue is going to press. The issue after that, November, December, is going to be... I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth. Our 50th issue. Shut up. Can you believe it? OMG. Way back from those little days in the... the from the, that, that first little hotel. meeting at the Sheridan Hotel in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Yes. So, yeah, it's going to be our 50th issue. I've spent many nights trying to think what we're going to do with it. Should we selfishly look back at what we've done no, I say. I'm, we're, what I'm working towards, we're going to make issue 50 dedicated to the man who made this all possible. Oh, Timmy, the please. That's, no, please. Like... There'll be a pullout postcard <laughs> of a calendar of Lou Mangiello. No. Uh, we're going to devote this issue to Walt Disney himself and come up with all kinds of articles and all kinds of things we can just because it all goes back to him. So we're I'm really looking forward to putting that together. And as we get closer, we're going to have lots of giveaways. I haven't decided what we'll do yet. Some booklets, some prints or whatever. For your audience, Lou, we'll do some special things just for you guys. So everybody stay tuned and 
really excited. And it's really weird talking about the November-December issue when it's 98 degrees outside. <laughs> it's only 98 where you are? Because it's like it's 136. It, yeah. This is what the surface of the sun feels like. Yeah, I'll go get my sweater. So. <laughs> awesome, man. I am, uh, I am very happy for you, and I am proud of you, and I am grateful to, and more importantly, for you, and uh, all the joy that you bring me and everybody else who, else, else who hopefully gets to enjoy our top 10-ish lists. I look forward Ish. to 10-ish, 10-ish lists, and uh, I look forward to doing this again very, very soon. If you could snap your fingers right now and be in Walt Disney World for one view for five minutes, where would it be? Lou Mangiello picking up the chicken dinner. What? No. <laughs> where would you go? Star Wars fireworks, front row. Good lord. Nice. I totally forgot. We're going to save that for the fireworks show. Yes. I got to see it again. Yeah, the Schwartz be with you. Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter via email or our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. But before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we were virtually at the Columbia Harbor House for a live dining review, and I talk about how the main entrance to the restaurant stands directly across from the Haunted Mansion. And in between, you're going to find a small dock and landing on the riverbank that not only once housed fast pass machines for the Haunted Mansion, but originally, this area was built as a queue for an attraction. And your question was to tell me what extinct attraction was located here between the mansion and Columbia Harbor House and used this as a dock and loading area. Now, this one was a lot of fun because some of you shared not just stories and memories about riding the attraction, but I think for a lot of you, you didn't even know it existed or you may have seen the boats on the rivers of America but never actually rode the Mike Fink keelboats. Now, this attraction ran from 1971 to about 2001, and the next time you're in Liberty Square and walk past the building, if you take a look, there's actually a small building next to the dock. That was actually the Keelboat Hat Shop, where they sold a lot of those tri-cornered colonial-era hats. Anyway, if you want to learn more about the Mike Fink Keelboats and the history of Liberty Square, you can check out the Liberty Square and the entire series of audio tours of Magic Kingdom over at the shop at www.radio.com or on iTunes. But I digress. Anyway, I took all of the correct entries. Again, more than a 1,000 this week. So thanks to all of you who entered. I'm not sure if it was the tours, the 102 Ways book, the Magic Band cover, the stickers, or once again, it seems like the WW Radio travel mug may be the big attractor this week. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week's winner is... Aaron M. So, Aaron, congratulations. You entered via the form. I have your address. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Thanks for playing. But here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. 
So this week, I've been thinking about a lot of Walt Disney World and even Disneyland attractions that are based off of and tie into Disney movies and television shows and how oftentimes these attractions open after the success or even in conjunction with the release of these films or TV shows. In some cases, they even open the same day like Beauty and the Beast live on stage over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. But you might not know that there's actually an attraction in Walt Disney World that debuted a few months before the film it was based on opened in theaters. That's your trivia question this week. Tell me, what attraction in Walt Disney World debuted in the park months before the film it was based on opened in theaters? Now, you have until Sunday, August 7th at 11.59 p.m. Again, you can enter via email to contest at www.radio.com, but you're better off going to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, enter via the online form. You can put your shipping information in there as well, because this week you are playing for the 102 Ways to Save Money book, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the park, a WW Radio Magic Band cover, some WW Radio stickers, and once again, I will throw in the beautiful blue WDW Radio hot and cold travel mug, not available in the shop or anywhere else. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate you and the fact that you spend your most valuable commodity, which is your time, with me. Speaking of thanks, I also want to thank some more new members of the WDW Radio Nation, including Judy Pavarini, Ashley Hardy, and Lee Stone. Thank you so much for the friendship and the support you extend to me and the show. And if you want to help the show and get exclusive rewards every month, like scavenger hunts, access to our private Facebook group, personalized magic band covers, logo gear, backpacks, t-shirts, monthly care packages from the parks and more, you can visit www.radionation.com. Again, completely optional, but a great way for you to help show the support for the show. And don't forget that a portion of the proceeds will go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. All right, a couple of quick announcements before we go. Uh, don't forget that The Purge is still going on. And what I mean by that is uh, after years and years, and dare I say decades of collecting Disney stuff, uh, boxes have been accumulating in my office and in my garage, and it's time to let some of these things go. So once again, the auctions are continuing on eBay. They begin and end every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can visit www.radio.com slash eBay. Uh, hopefully these documents and papers and books and artwork and vinylations and park merchandise and maps and attraction scripts and cast member memorabilia will find their way into some good homes. Uh, again, there's new items every week, sometimes 10 to 15, and you can visit www.radio.com slash eBay to get a direct link over there. All right, don't forget that in addition to the show, please also check out the site. Thank our incredible blog team of writers that contributes new content each and every day. 
Also, please join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live. I do a live video broadcast and chat with you, oftentimes from the home studio, sometimes out in the parks. It's a great way to ask me anything. Uh, We can talk a little bit of of Disney. I usually have a contest every week as well. Again, you can visit www.radiolive.com or go to facebook.com slash radio to participate. Speaking of Facebook, please like the page over at facebook.com slash radio. Follow me over on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. I am at Lou Mangiello. And again, as much as I love connecting with you online, I think that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So please visit the events page over at www.radio.com. Find out more about not just our group events like our e-ticket adventure on the Disney Magic from New York to Puerto Rico this November, our double dip to Castaway Key next June Five nights on the Disney Dream. Super, super excited for that. And our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World is going to be Saturday, August 27th from 2 to 4 p.m. Over at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, they are undergoing their Sandtastic Weekend that weekend. There's going to be uh, sand sculpture classes and demonstrations and food and music and food and food and friends. And hopefully you... You can visit the events page over at www.radio.com or visit facebook.com slash www.radio. Please RSVP. Let me know that you are coming. Uh, Also, stay tuned. I'll be announcing some more meetups and events on the road as I travel to speak at conferences and schools. And if I can maybe help you in your business with your event or at your school, you can please visit loumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to Mouse Fan Travel, my official recommended travel provider. It's who I use. It's who I trust. It's who I love. And that's why I recommend them to you. Whether you're going to World Land, Adventures by Disney, on a Disney cruise, go and visit mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, And you continue to demonstrate that to me every day in so many wonderful ways. So all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell your friends about the show. Invite them to listen. Share a link to this week's episode on Facebook or in your favorite Facebook group or page on Twitter or Instagram on Prodigy or CompuServe or your favorite Usenet news group. And please, if you can, just take a couple of seconds Please go to rate and review the show over on iTunes. It is incredibly important, so very helpful, and thanks to you. We have more than 1,200 five-star reviews. I want to quickly thank some recent reviewers, including BG Falcon, who says it's an inspirational podcast, and he loves the fact that he feels inspired and connected like we're family, and we're all sharing our passion for Disney and life. GA Nova 99 says she can't he or she can't get enough of the show listens to current and old episodes while sitting in traffic every day in Atlanta I understand how bad the traffic can be there he says it relaxes me before and after work makes the drive entertaining the media works for those who love Disney can't get enough keep doing what you do and he says although we haven't met yet you are a good friend hope to meet you soon GA Nova, I completely agree and hope to meet you as well. Heather LaCroix says, this takes me to a happy place. And GK Rat 10 says, this is the best Disney podcast, hence the nine years voted best travel podcast. That is all because of and thanks to you. And if you want to take a second, just go rate and review the show. You can visit www.radio.com slash iTunes for instructions and a link. Finally, and most importantly, uh, again, my sincerest And biggest thanks goes out to you. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you and the fact that you allow me to be a part of your life for 
an hour-ish or so uh, every week. I am not overstating it. I said that you make my life better simply because you are here. And I want you to continue to do that for others, right? So go feed the birds, right? To, to use a, a line from one of my favorite songs from my favorite Disney film, go feed the birds. Go do something good for somebody else with no expectation of anything in return. And I promise you, you will be a much happier, much more fulfilled person and make somebody else happy in the process. So once again, thank you guys so very much. I hope to see you again next week. I hope to see you on the live show this coming week. So have an amazing, amazing day. Keep moving forward. See ya. Hi, Lou. This is Nikki Keller, who currently lives in Lexington, South Carolina. I'm a native Floridian who had to relocate because of her husband's job. And ever since we've moved, your show has just really filled a hole in my Disney heart that's been there. I was very blessed in the fact that um, I lived close to Disney for many years of my life, and your show, um, the live review at Columbia Harbor House with your family, just brought back such great memories because we were so blessed to live so close. Um, we had those same experiences, my family, where if my mom picked me up from school, I knew it was a different, you know, a regular day. But if my dad picked me up from school, I knew we were going to Disney for dinner or um, we'd go to the park on Saturday uh, just for a meal or just to hang out. And it was just great to hear that connection and that time that you spent with your family in a great restaurant in the park. I can't thank you enough for all that you do for us that love Disney and um, can only get there about, you know, a few times a year now, wherever we are. You're fantastic. I love your show and I love the Box family and the WDW Radio Nation. Have a great day, Lou. Thanks for everything. Bye. Hey Lou, Bobby Friedman from New Jersey. Uh, a big fan of the show and what you do. I've been watching it for and listening for a few years now. Uh, your question this week: the first one was about Disneyland and the favorite place to eat or menu item. Um, you know, I grew up in Southern California and I passed to Disneyland. My family and I went about twice a month for about 12 years, so I was a regular over there. Um, I got to say, you guys are right. The Blue Bayou was, probably, was my favorite place to eat over there. The atmosphere was amazing. Didn't really wait. You got to watch the boats go by the fire. Very nice, uh, relaxing, end-of-the-day meal. Um, the favorite menu item at Disneyland would probably either be the peanut butter and jelly pizza at Goofy's Kitchen or Dole Whip by the Tiki Room. Um, the other question you had was regarding uh, anything you want changes you wanted to make to Tomorrowland and Disney World. Um, I'm an inspiring Imagineer, and recently I've been coming up with ideas to uh, energize Tomorrowland. Uh, some of the things I had done included uh, uh, new attractions in the front, being back to uh, time travel and transportation, uh, teleportation, sorry. And in the back of the pavilion, I, ha uh, I did. I, I, I've been thinking about 
yeah, it's Ron Light Cycle in that area by Carousel Progress, or then it's even possible to put a Tron Light Cycle to replace the Speedway. Another idea I had for that back area to Marlin, if it was possible at all, I don't know, was to uh, bring back the Tug Lagoon. Um, again, I don't know if that could be done. I don't know if it would uh, be uh, revolved around the original idea with 20,000 leaves under the sea. Uh, I was thinking about tying into the future with Tomorrowland and having, you know, the, the Tomorrowland, the civilization of people that live there, uh, discovered some uh, submarines from Captain Nemo, and they would take them, and they would use them to tour people around uh, the underwater areas of Tomorrowland and what they've done in their civilization over there. Uh, it's just an idea. Uh, thanks, Lou. I love what you do. Bobby Friedman from New Jersey. Uh, can't wait for next show. Thank you. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. I never look back, darling. It distracts from the now. Very nice.